it is significant when you look at the waterfall conversion rates across the entire funnel mm -hmm. of what impact that will have in terms of revenue. Welcome back. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Kevin Butler. Chris Messino. Welcome, Chris. Cast. Thank you for joining us. So happy to be here. All right. Chris Messino, Chief Revenue Officer, Acton Software. Very uh, excited to, uh, to have you on the podcast. And um, those of you who don't know, we had a, an excellent event last night with, with Acton as our partner and a number of customers downtown. And it's a great turnout. It was awesome. Great energy in the room. Always great to be out at a brewery yeah. after work, especially. Yeah. Drinking your Goose Island IPA, by the way, which That's was true. fantastic. That's that was true. a strategic venue choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, well, thanks for uh, thanks again. We're um, uh, we, you know we talked about uh, last night the challenges that marketers are going through and and we wanted to sort of replay that exact same talk track and uh, give the uh, the audience here an opportunity to hear about. Uh, how Acton is uh, addressing you know the the challenges of of today's marketer and you know really going into sort of that next ten year would you say like that next ten year marketing automation wave recognizing yeah. that that first ten is kind of nicely baked and people now sort of largely see this as something that they need and and um, so I guess we'll open up really with uh, you know a couple of the big challenges that that we're seeing in the space maybe I'll, I'll turn it over to you Chris as our as our guest yes. Um, you know, what are some of the big challenges that marketers are facing today? Yeah, well, I think, you know, marketing automation has been around for a while. It's not new, mm -hmm. but when you're out talking to customers and prospects every day, you find that for the most part, people are still very early on their journey on the digital marketing front. They are still trying to figure out the basics. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of buzz about <clears throat> how digital has transformed organizations, but for a lot of folks, they're still taking baby steps, right? And for a lot of marketers, it's the simple things like, how do I justify my existence? Mm -hmm. You know, if I have 10,000, 100,000, or a million to spend this quarter, where do I spend it? Where do I get the best bang for my buck right now? Yes. How do I justify getting incremental dollars, uh, you know, to go invest in, in new programs, new campaigns? Um, how do I know which channel performs the best? Uh, and then they have a CEO or a head of sales like me breathing down their neck looking for a revenue, right? right. Mm -hmm. And now, the, since the buyer journey has really transformed and happening more online than ever before, whether it be 70% or 90% is happening without ever talking to a salesperson, marketers are empowered now more than ever to drive revenue for the organization. Right. So when done right, marketing automation should help the marketer drive revenue, right? It's a, it's a revenue generating engine for the organization. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of marketers, like it starts with having a basic plan and strategy of what exactly they want to go do. They got to take a look at their customer life cycle and figure out where do we want to focus our energy, whether it be customer acquisition, customer growth, loyalty, what are the use cases that they want to drive to have the biggest impact? Yeah. Um, and they need to have a strategy and plan to execute. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to demonstrate the ROI. 
And one of the things, and maybe I'll, I'll turn this over to, to Chris and then Kevin, that we've seen in terms of the challenges um, is that, you know, marketing automation has typically been viewed as entirely front end of the funnel. And one of the things that we've, we've, we, we like about how Acton positions itself is really in that life cycle and going beyond just lead generation. So, mm -hmm. um, but we all know that marketers are responsible for driving revenue, but that's not always, you know, top of funnel. And Chris, you know, being on the front lines, being right. working with these tools every day, mm -hmm. you know, how would you sort of classify the marketing challenges that you, when you're in your, in your uh, opportunities that you're in every day? Yeah, and I think uh, Chris was talking about that quite a bit last night as well, how um, you know, there's there's been always like a lot of focus on lead gen when you when you talk to a to a, um, a prospective customer who maybe is not using any of the of the newer tools, they're basically looking at it in terms of okay, so what is that? How is that going to uh, sort of generate? How am I going to get more revenue and and uh, and more profitable customers out of this? Uh, and immediately they start talking about you know new engagements. What are my sales reps actually doing? Like you know how can we uh, mm -hmm. how can we get them you know working harder, working more? Um, and reality is is that there's a whole lot generally a gold mine sitting in your existing customer base. If you're an existing uh, uh, you know business, there's a lot that can be done with your existing drive more revenue and more uh, loyalty out of your existing customer base. Yeah. I mean, customers don't want to be sold to, right? They mm -hmm. want to come to their own conclusions, usually through research, talking to peers, and educating themselves about the awareness of the problems and challenges they have, Yes. considering the various solutions that are out there and available to them before they entertain into a conversation with a sales rep. Sales reps need to be more informed, more relevant, and, and tailor and personalize that conversation more than ever before to be credible and, and relevant and develop that trusted advisor status. Marketers play a, an amazing role to help the salesperson be that much more effective in their jobs if done right. And I think, you know, in working with you guys as a partner who have a lot of domain expertise and experience of how to build the right strategy and implementation plan to get the full value from these platforms is incredibly important. Otherwise, left to their own devices, marketers don't have the blueprint. They don't have the playbook right. to go figure it out on their own. Yeah, we, that's a, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that. We talked about this last night, um, Mike, when you were speaking, is this idea of um, marketing is supporting sales and sales is supporting marketing. I think, like, gone are the days of it's, like, you're that department and I'm this department and there's a big wall between us. Like, the new reality is you have to be working in an aligned function mm -hmm. um, in order to make any traction with sophisticated buyers. Otherwise, mm -hmm. to your point, they're just being sold to. It's just noise. It's not engaging. Yeah. And so... It's our view, and I think I think you agree, is and feel free not to, is this idea that marketing and sales are interchanging roles in each stage of that engagement process and that end-to-end -end journey um, based on what's right for that prospect, that customer at that stage. But yeah. it, so it doesn't really matter if you're like a, a lead role or a supporting role, you should be just in alignment as to what's the right thing to do and never actually just backing out of it. Yeah. You never want to bring, you know, the sales team, which is, you know, oftentimes the case, into an opportunity too early when it's really not yet an opportunity. When a customer is just entering into the awareness stage of the buying right. cycle, and jump right into a a buying a process, close, yeah. right? They're not ready for that, right? No. So the right personalized content and conversation that's relevant to that buyer at that time in that channel where they. You know, prefer to operate and communicate is is ideal. Um, so being able to have that proper balance between sales and marketing is critically important. And we find that, again, most most organizations are still crawling 
and walking and not yet sprinting, uh, and which I think is, is perfectly fine because it's a phased iterative approach to deliver value over time to be able to show how you can move from you know, basic email marketing Right, which is where most of the market is, mm-hmm. um, is just, you know, I would say in some cases batch and blast, hopefully a little bit more sophisticated than that, but they're still primarily operating in an email channel and then start moving to a multi-channel campaign approach, mm-hmm. which gives them the benefit yeah. of insights right. across all the channels to have a much more personalized and tailored conversation so they can deliver the right content or message at the right time to the right audience that's going to have the highest degree of conversion. And, and, and that, you know, that dovetails into what we're going to talk about next, just in terms of having a strategy. One of the things you talked about at the beginning was just like, how do you actually bring this to a strategy or that blueprint? And I do think, you know, in, in other industries, whether it's IT or project management, you know, you can go and become a certified project management professional and, or agile development. And, and there's a lot of blueprints and frameworks to sort of support those individuals that move into those roles and, um, a lot of community support. Whereas in, in marketing, it, it's, it's, we don't really have that per se. Um, certainly in some of the next generation marketing technologies, that really doesn't exist. So that it's down to the marketer now who's in that, who's in that seat to have those tough conversations and with sales and, and together on how do you put this into your business. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about developing a plan? You know, how, how, do, you, how do you take this and say, we're going to go wide as possible so that we get the most value and then start to go deep over time and and truly to your point be able to measure uh what worked and and if it didn't work that's probably okay too yeah i think i think you have to take action as number one right i mean act on as a company (laughs) believes on taking action right that this is where i think a lot of marketers struggle is where to begin Mm -hmm. Um, and they can take baby steps they don't need to boil the ocean and have it all thought through i think one of the things we love about the partnership with with goose is that you guys have put together a fairly prescriptive implementation and blueprint around use cases that are already designed and proven in the market right so not Go out and reinvent the wheel and start from scratch, but you know, come up with a game plan, a strategy that you can implement right away, and start to demonstrate value across the customer lifecycle. Yes. Looking at various use cases, or as you guys call them, accelerators, that accelerate the value and the time to value of that solution to demonstrate the ROI. So before you go ask for a lot of money to go support your marketing programs, like demonstrate where yeah. you're getting ROI out of the current programs and mm-hmm. spend that you currently have mm-hmm. and be able to demonstrate how that's going to result into a much bigger opportunity over time. Kev? Well, and also, um, like, what are you learning as you start to do this, right? Because, you know, your theories and sort of ideas of what you think may work and may not could be very right, could be very wrong or something in between. And I think it's all about tweaking and optimizing as you go. And that's a really big part of this program that we're trying to roll out for our clients is this idea of like, we don't really know 100% if this is going to work, but we're sure gonna learn and optimize as we need to as we go. Yeah, and I think um, uh, what we find as well is that there's been a certain amount of of, uh, guessing that's been going on and and some purchases, some tech purchases, for example, um, into sort of that marketing realm that are made like with almost like a, you know, kind of prey, kind of like, you know, try it and see how it, see how it works out and, and uh, devoid of a, of an overall strategy to help to understand like where, where, how can we look back on this experiment and sort of learn from it is, um, you know, 
eventually we get involved and so we talk about how important it is to put in that framework of uh, you know of rinse and repeat and being able to, to, uh, and, to and, and I think adapt and I think what you're saying and this is what I think kind of moves us into learning more about where Acton is going is I think you know the word adapt adaptive you know and being being adaptable is is actually a really great word because I think you know marketing technology a is a challenge I mean there is a lot of marketing technology out there and only, um, only like growing in that category the, the you know the the networks or sort of the channels a lot of that's changing so how how can you build um, a stance where you can be adaptable you know we, we position marketing automation right at the bottom as we've all seen in our slides and and um, we presented last night where right above your CRM across everything that you're doing. And the purpose of that is so that um, you can be adaptable. Maybe a program doesn't work and you need to flip. But I think Acton also is driving this message of really, truly creating adaptable marketing. So maybe talk about the future of Acton. Sure. First. Yeah. You think about the engagement of any individual or company on a buying process. There are a lot of digital uh, footprints that they leave. Uh, across all the different channels, in social, on your website, and email, right? Mm -hmm. So you have visibility and data and insights of every interaction of your prospects at any given point in time. So you have a lot of data at your disposal. So how do you leverage machine learning and AI to be mm -hmm. far more predictive about, you know, as you guys like to say here in Canada, where the puck is going? Right. And so <laughs> how do you know in advance where people are likely to engage so you can be far more predictive? One example of that is around what we call adaptive sending. So, you know, getting an email delivered into the primary inbox is increasingly more difficult than ever before with the email mm -hmm. police and everything else mm -hmm. that organizations are facing. So you may have 98% deliverability, but maybe only 50% of your emails are actually showing up in the inbox and, right. and being read. Uh, but how do you know when the right time to send that email is? When is the most opportune time that someone's going to engage with your content? Um, people have different behaviors. You know, maybe they're a morning person, have a cup of coffee and look at their emails. Maybe it's over lunch. Maybe it's over the weekends. It's Sunday mm -hmm. watching their kids, you know, hockey or soccer games. So how do you know what the right time is? You have all these digital footprints of when they're engaging with content. So why not put that to use and leverage that to send the right communication at the right time, yes. also during the right, at the right channel. And what we've seen as a result is that the open rates have increased by like 16% when using what's called adaptive sending and the click through rates increased over 20%. Wow. So it's it, you know those those don't sound like massive numbers but you look in the scheme of it across an entire year long campaign Ouch. with all the mm -hmm. volume of communications that you're sending out as an organization it is significant when you look at the waterfall conversion rates across the entire funnel mm -hmm. of what impact that will have in terms of revenue yeah so it's significant it's just one of many things that we're working on embarking on as a company as we've we've invested significantly we've hired over a hundred people this past year in product and engineering capacities to really help us take wow. advantage of this opportunity and capitalize on this uh, level of innovation nice. I, I love that. I mean, I, when when Acton first released um, sort of the unveiling of adaptive journeys and really where that where it's going and what it, what it means, I, like everyone at Goose will tell you, I think I even wrote a blog about this too. Is it's, it's one of the first times I've seen a tech company talk about machine learning and AI in digestible ways because mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's so far out where it's like, oh my god, like I can't even env envision a day where 
we as marketers aren't using these tools every day and telling them what to do. But this is like, yes, you're actually understanding behaviors and patterns on a one-to-one -one basis to identify when Bob is going to open an email versus Susie and, and, and down the road, right? So yeah. I, that's really exciting to me. And I think 16% or 20% on clicks and actions is phenomenal. Like every yeah. marketer in any room right now is saying, how can I do that? Well, and I think when you when you look at the sales enablement, I mean, I mean, you know, Chris from your, like the, these things extend to sales alignment, right? Like now you have predictable ways to approach your client, whether it might be, it's still, we know that phone calling is still very important as part of that <laughs> overall process, but at the right know, time, at the right time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, it, it's all goes towards being far more prescriptive. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, marketing automation does not have to be that hard, right? I think being far more prescriptive about the strategy and having the blueprint already defined and designed and ready to go. Uh, and then be more prescriptive about the technology in terms of automating, you know, pre preemptively and proactively um, the outcomes is extremely important. And so taking some of that guesswork and manual effort out of the struggle that marketers have, especially in the world of limited and shrinking budgets and resources that most of the marketing organizations mm -hmm. that we work with, they don't have teams of people mm -hmm. to go figure this stuff out and jump in a lab and put together, you know, all this analysis and build algorithms and try to yeah. figure out how to go and at the end of the day, drive revenue for the company. So we try to figure out the best path for them to do that using automation and technology and, mm -hmm. and AI and machine learning are a big part of that in our roadmap. And then working with strategic partners like Goose who can come up with the strategy and game plan and the blueprint to say, hey, we've already done your homework for you. Let's go Let's go make it happen. Right well, now. I know that when we look at the uh, the roadmap for Acton, it's extremely exciting. I mean, we t you know, last night you presented the the third tier, you know, that adaptive marketing pros. And I think, you know, what, what, what you want is your, your platform provider to be, you know, one step ahead of, of your users in the market. And we've seen that in how, um, act is perceived in the vision that, that you have. And, um, that blueprint really, it can, it can feel a bit daunting, you know, when you think about getting to an adaptive pro when everybody's kind of at somewhere between stage one and two, um, but with those blueprints and with and with uh, the support that Acton and their partner network is doing to be able to get customers there and to help them uh, develop this capability is, uh, is is bang on to what the market needs. I mean, we know we presented stats last last night that the e consultancy report that you know ninety eight percent of marketers agreed that marketing automation was was really critical to their success, but only twenty percent feel like they're 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 getting what they need out of their platform yet. So I think this is a very exciting time and mm -hmm. going into that next ten years. Uh, Chris, I'll turn it over to you for any closing comments because I think this has been wonderful and I know you've got a flight to, to get to soon. But <laughs> No, it's been great being up here in Toronto, working with you guys. Really super excited about the partnership. Um, loved, I'm a marketing and sales nerd, so I love talking about some of the strategies and tactics and challenges that organizations are having and, and figuring you know challenges out and helping our customers be successful. And uh, super great to be uh, with partners like Goose. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Great. Well, if you like today, uh, please like and subscribe and favorite the podcast. Uh, throw us a review if you're on any of the platforms that support that. And head over to goosedigital.com slash blog to uh, see our podcast and learn more. Thanks.